Ni hao. Welcome back to Panda Cup Stories podcast. Stories told in Mandarin Chinese and English. This is episode 8 of our season 1, Chinese Myths and Legends. In our last episode, May, the youngest daughter of the Dragon King, left her home in the deep blue sea despite her sister's warnings. To blend in with the human villagers, May does a bit of secret magic, but alas, not secret enough, for a shadowy figure had been watching her the entire time. Who was it? Today we find out as we continue with part 2 of Pearl, a Chinese mermaid story. Let's get started. Pearl, part 2. Jinju, the Arzi. Chapter 3. Sanjang, a taste of sun, Taiyang the Veda. May walked along the street, following the pace of the villagers who milled in front and behind her. Her eyes fell everywhere, drawn to and fro by sights, colors, smells. She didn't notice the figure following behind her, taking care to stay just out of sight. A woman behind a cart to her left waved in May's direction. A pretty kerchief for a pretty girl. The woman pointed at the squares of fabric dyed indigo, green, yellow, and red. For your sweetheart, she called again. May watched as the pair stopped by the kerchief stand. The girl, hair tied in two braids, gazed intently at a red kerchief. The boy standing beside her gazed just as intently at the girl. May smiled to herself. As May watched the young lovers, the man dogging May's footsteps watched her through narrowed eyes. He watched as the barefooted girl walked past the ribbon vendor and stopped before a fresh fruit stand. The man following May was named Sha, and Sha had a taste and an eye for expensive things. His parents had left him a small fortune when they died, but years of gambling and drinking, coupled with a distaste for honest work, meant that Shah's fortune was much depleted. Shah attributed his plight to bad luck. But perhaps his luck was about to change. Shah squinted his eyes at the barefooted girl. What a strange wench, he thought to himself. Wasn't she dressed in fine rich silks just a moment ago? Shah rubbed his eyes, still bleary from sleep and drink. Last night, Shah had stumbled into an abandoned shack to sleep off a drunken stupor. When he'd awoken, he had noticed that strange girl standing just feet from his hut. Shah didn't know how she managed to change her dress from light silk to dark linen. But he meant to find out. At the very least, a wench with silks was a wench with silver. Shah licked his lips and moved closer. As Shah plotted, May looked at the fruit laid out before her, marveling over the riot of colors before her. Her gaze slid over orange mangoes, which smelled of sun, before coming to rest on some lychee fruit. The bumpy skin of the small orbs was the color of dusky rose. Some of the fruit still clung shyly to branches and leaves. 
The old fruit vendor squinted at May, his eyes half hidden under folds of crinkled skin. With the sun brown tanned, he plucked a lychee from its bushel. He placed it into May's palm, indicating that she should give it a try. May held the rose dusted fruit and sniffed. A light scent, fragrant like spring. She broke open the lychee's shell like skin to reveal fruit flesh of translucent white. Almost like jellyfish, she murmured to herself with a small smile of surprise. She popped the fruit into her mouth. Liquid, tasting of honey and jasmine, with just a splash of lilacs, filled her mouth. It was like tasting sunshine threaded through a clear mountain stream. May closed her eyes, savoring the taste. Opening them only when not but a dark, smooth pit remained. She carefully removed the seed, tucking it into the folds of her gown. Such magic in a thing so small. From her pocket, she then retrieved a cream white pearl, perfectly round and perfectly smooth. Pearls were common in the sea. May and her sisters would sometimes twine them into their hair. They were small trinkets, easily forgotten. May handed the pearl to the fruit vendor, a small token of gratitude for his gift. She regretted that she had nothing more valuable to give him in exchange for this taste of sunshine. The old vendor reached for the pearl, eyes widened in surprise. Chapter 4 Di Sijang Spring Chicken Hua Gunya A short distance back, Sha's eyes widened as well. He had seen the pearl too. Sha bit into the fleshy ball of his thumb with yellow teeth, then bared those teeth in an oily smile. He moved to follow May as she began to walk away. What a lucky day to have found a pretty girl with expensive baubles. Sha liked pretty and expensive things. Why, he couldn't wait to thwack. Sha walked straight into the gnarled end of a wooden walking cane. Hard. He stumbled, nose smarting from the impact. He blinked angrily and saw, to his confusion, a small, white-haired woman tottering about before him. Oh, dear fellow, she croaked cheerily. I do beg your pardon. She swung her cane as she gestured, the end catching him squarely in the jaw. For such an old woman, her blow packed quite a punch. Ayah! yelped Sha in surprise, as much as pain. The old crone squinted up at him, one eye milky with cataracts. Did you say something, young man? She leaned forward on her cane. Sha leaned back by instinct. My old eyes are not what they used to be. Not a spring chicken anymore, as they say. The crone cackled loudly. Shaw stared at her, incredulous. Then he remembered. The girl. Shaw whirled around, but she was gone. He swore loudly and turned on his heel to leave. He needed a blasted drink. Behind him, the old woman leaned on her cane and watched him leave. 
a small smile playing at her wrinkled lips. Chapter Five, Di Wu Zhang, A Gift in Return, Huan Li. May had found a quiet spot and was examining her lychee seed. She wondered if she could bring it back to her sisters after her twelve moons on land were done. Perhaps she would plant it in her gardens under the sea. She wondered if it would grow. Maiden, came a voice from behind her, soft and rasped with age. May turned to look behind her and saw an old woman with snow-colored hair. In her wizened hands, she held a pair of modest cloth shoes. They were small and made of sturdy black linen. On their sides, someone had embroidered a pair of small white fish. Delicate white thread made the fish come alive. Their bodies slender and supple. The fish tails flowed behind them, reminding May of the water gowns she and her sisters wore. A gift for your generosity, the old woman smiled up at May, nodding to her bare feet. The fruit seller will not need to sell his wares for a year after your gift. She continued with a chuckle, as May looked at her in confusion. May, the old woman spoke again. You will eat with me tonight. Come, take my arm and walk with me. You won't mind terribly if I lean on you a bit, my old bones. She smiled helplessly up at May. The series of commands were given so skillfully, so endearingly, that May found it impossible to refuse. It was only much later that May realized she had never told the old woman her name. All right, y'all. That's our story for the week. Is this old woman friend or foe? What is to become of May? We will continue this story in the next episode, in part three of Pearl. So subscribe to follow along. P.S. If you like our stories and want to support Panda and me in making more original content, please leave us a rating and comment on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This will help enormously and earn you a giant 谢谢谢谢 again and 再见 Goodbye. This episode was written and produced by Linda Yi. Chinese translations were provided by Zoe Lolo.